0: This is Amber. And
1: this is Shannon.
0: And you're listening to Twin Twin Beaks, the Chicken Fanatics Podcast.
1: It's fucking great. Everybody and welcome to episode twenty-seven of the Twin Beaks. Twin Beaks Chicken Podcast. I'm Shannon. I'm Amber. And welcome back once again for another episode of the show. Well, Amber, uh, how have things been going over there in our chickens' little world?
0: Well, one of our our hens, I noticed she was limping, and I inspected her feet, and she has bumblefoot.
1: Oh my goodness! On both feet. Both feet. Yep.
0: Yeah. None of the other chickens have it, just her. She's one of the heavier, uh, bigger breeds. She's a light brown leghorn, and her name is Perfect Posture. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's probably her weight. And Shannon also mentioned he's seen her up perching on top of this door we have. So she's not perching where she should be.
1: All right. Let me interject. So uh, the door that locks our chickens in their wooden house for the night is a cabinet door that i pulled off of something and we were leaving it open at night because there's also a pen and a gate so they're secure in there anyway it's just sort of a double door measure and uh the hen had taken to perching on top of it which you know average cabinet door is not wide Mm -hmm. and it's also kind of well it's not round edged Mm -hmm. so uh yeah we suspect particularly since it's both feet which suggests that it's not a I stepped on something injury
0: yeah so that's too bad and I treated her for that um, so we we'll, we're gonna hope that she's gonna
1: and we'll talk about better. that later
0: she's she's fine she's getting around fine she doesn't seem sick like it's gone systemic or anything like that so I think we caught it early because I'm obsessive about them and notice every little thing that's wrong with them so <laughs> Which is that was good. good. And we finished the ramp to the upper story on their hen palace. The hen palace, And they're yes. afraid of it. They don't know what to think of it quite yet. <laughs> um, they're investigating and eyeing it suspiciously. They've gone up there a few times, but they don't seem to know how to get down. So we're going to have to figure out um, how to add a few extra steps to it pretty soon if they don't learn how to use it. <laughs>
1: So one thing we both learned was that uh you know we built the house and then went to put in the ramps and uh nest box there and uh didn't make accommodations for bringing the lumber inside of the the hen box when it was
0: all closed in so that right. was uh that was my job to figure Whoops. that out. It was very exciting working in a 3x Four by four box with power right. tools and lumber, but it ended up being very nice. We made like a little um, nest box with a platform on top of that. So,
1: and this is kind of an experiment. Uh, I've never tried a two-story chicken house, so yeah. we'll see how that works for them. But. Yeah,
0: I'm hoping when we get a perch in the upper level, that's their. That's that's going to be their preferred sleeping roosting spots. i would think yeah that's what i'm hoping for so we'll see if that happens yeah yeah, yeah. so that's about all that's for the what's chickens. going on in our chicken yeah land, they're doing good
1: well fantastic let's see just some other things um we started editing the book on tape yeah amber and her eternal patience of Aww. having to listen to me say the same thing over and over and over again <laughs> Which she does anyway, but oh. <laughs> this is like
0: extreme listening to Shannon say the same thing. Extreme over over. listening to me. Yes. yes. I don't even
1: want to hear myself that Ultra. much. <laughs> Ultra. just <laughs> yes, the full experience. So that's coming along third of the way through. Uh-huh. So that's been fun. We're going to, uh, if you get to listen to that. You get to learn. Uh, 1885 was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. Or was it 95, 85? I think. I
0: think it was pretty darn old. Might have been 85.
1: Yeah, 1885 recipe for chicken pancakes.
0: Yeah, but kind of turn of turn of the century Victorian um, poultry raising techniques and such. And boy, is it different. You you can one of the things I will say just as a generalization about about the techniques back then is. Wow, people had a lot of time on their hands, you know. No <laughs> one, no one would do some of the things that they do anymore. You know, cooking these meals with all these different ingredients for the the chickens and doing all these yeah. you know, all these things. You know,
1: I think they were just constantly busy because yeah. that's just the chickens. Then there's yeah. the just hogs and the yeah. cattle and the Pretty whatever else they're doing. <laughs> Presumably, growing vegetables.
0: Yeah. Yeah, because nothing really was automated. Then. A lot of work.
1: Mm-hmm. A lot mm-hmm. of work.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So very well, interesting stuff. Something for you guys to all look forward to.
1: I've gone down the self-sufficiency road, and it's a sustained day. Yeah. Yep. I believe it. It's good to have a lot of people around to help.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Well, it's been fun to listen to the book anyway, because um, when I was reading it, I was primarily focused on trying to read it and not trip up my words and it's written in this
0: funny victorian style language which makes it incredibly awkward at moments
1: but it's funny how when you're focusing on that you can focus on doing that and not on what you're actually reading yeah and um or you just tend to let go of what you read to stay focused on what you're about to say (laughs) so this is kind of like the first time i've heard a lot of it like, yeah, that's right. I was reading a recipe for chicken pancakes. That's hysterical.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's so cute. And
1: there's been all kinds of funny stuff in there yeah. since. So looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, lots of fun.
1: All right. Well, why don't we take a look in the Cabinet of Curiosities.
0: Yes, what's in the Cabinet of Chicken Curiosities this week? hmm Uh-huh. So I found something Pretty darn entertaining, which I wish I could go to. It's so bad. There's a pub called the Barley Mow in Bonswell, Derbyshire. And mm-hmm. this year, they hosted the 29th annual hen race. Mm-hmm. And um, they have and highly th- h- trained hens who all compete for the main prize.
1: And just in case people don't know, in what country is Derbyshire? Oh,
0: that's in England. England. Okay. Yes, yes. So um yeah, hundreds of people flock to this event. Oh boy. And this the current owner, um, Miss Dewhurst says hen racing is quintessentially English. She says, Sometimes the chickens don't bloody move. They'll peck the ground, have a mud bath, or go to the toilet. So there you go. Very entertaining. Um, a former landlord of the pub actually started the competition after he heard that um, Derbyshire villages used to compete with each other to race hens in the early 20th century. So it's been a long time tradition around that area that they actually kind of revived and it's, (laughs) it's very successful. People come from all over Europe. They say people come from America to watch the hens and you can, um, Bring your own hens, which is encouraged and people Whoa. yeah, some people um spend all year training their hens for this race and they take it yeah. very seriously. And then other yeah. people have a more lighthearted approach and um some people even rent hens for the race. Rent them. Yeah. So there's there's these very enterprising uh folks who decided to take the opportunity to make a little extra money and so they bring hens there that just regular people can uh, rent and enter into the competition. <laughs> well no I think it sounds
1: like a great thing to go to and rent a racing chicken. That I know. Isn't that so cool? Take a picture I, with I it. a they have little
0: racing saddles on them and, and stuff like that. Oh, Hen racing saddle. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> and um,
1: Maybe those numbers <laughs> like the dogs have.
0: Yeah so the only rule is that you can't touch the chickens once mm. they're released at the start line and there's mm-hmm. kind of a long runway where it's enclosed on both sides but people can encourage the hens any way they want to to mm-hmm. make it to the finish line and apparently there's all kinds of like strange sounds like people using whistles oh rattles all kinds of noise signals for like you know clicker <sighs> training chickens and they said some people wear like crazy weird hats that they must have trained the chickens to like chase after. towards so
1: yeah they feed it on the hat
0: they have all kinds Probably. of weird <laughs> ways to get the chickens to race interesting um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> so the the event is free but at the end, there's a collection that they they, they kind of pass the hat around, mm-hmm. and all the money raised from that goes to animal welfare charities. Oh, well, that's cool. So, yeah, there you go. 29th annual hen racing competition in, in Bonsall, Derbyshire. Check it out.
1: Bring your chicken racing hat. Check
0: it out. Yeah. Don't miss out.
1: Everyone has
0: one, right? I hope so. I've got mine. <laughs> I've got my chicken racing hat in the closet.
1: Sounds like a I great need a idea. good. I
0: need an excuse to bring that thing out.
1: Right. <laughs> well, we'll have to go to that someday.
0: Yeah. Anyone want to fund our trip to the, the the annual hen racing competition? I'm sure they do. Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Yeah. Okay. So the next story I have is pretty cool. It's about a group of people headed by a person named Wayne. Suing I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing its name right, but um there's been a lot of animal rescue in the past and direct action protest against animal cruelty and suffering, and usually, how people do that is they they put on masks and they go break into some place that they disagree with and Break do basically like a jailbreak for these animals and take them out and rescue them. Mm. So this this person has a different take on that that's really new. They are trying to start a new movement called Open Rescue, and um, what they do is they go in in a very non-threatening way in daytime during business hours when people are there, and they go in. They tell the people that they're gonna take the hens. And, or whatever animal, but in this case the hens, out of the establishment because um, they are being treated poorly and- um,
1: Hi, I'm here to steal your chickens? Yeah, this. Okay. so
0: they do this and um, they don't care about being- if they're going to be arrested, they believe that sometimes laws that they feel are unjust laws for these animals because they know that they're sentient beings that mm-hmm. experience pain and such, um, shouldn't be treated the way they are. And they um, they caught on cameras that the, that the animals were um, suffering all kinds of uh, mistreatment. So anyway, they go in and they they take the hens and the cops were called and they the cops came in and the cops actually didn't really do much about it a bunch of hens that were really in bad shape were taken out and taken immediately. taken out yeah like the like the, the people the protesters uh uh-huh. went into they a, took a bunch of hens a chinatown slaughterhouse in san mm-hmm. francisco oh, okay and they this took, basically basically went in and uh said we're taking these hens they yeah. look like they're in very shabby condition they need uh-huh. help this one's eye is all kind of Infected, puffed up, looks like it's going blind, whatnot, and they say we're taking this hen to the vet right now. Okay, and yeah. So the yeah the the cops said I don't I, I don't have any uh you know decision as to whether you're going to do that or not. So the hens went, they got treatment, they started so a the new life. So the cops let
1: them take the hens, is what they, you're saying? They did, but the cops Whoa. also
0: arrested the uh, main fellow for it. Once all was said and done, so it's an interesting situation. Interesting. Um, yeah, it's a very so,
1: interesting uh, decision of the cop to make.
0: Yeah, yeah. He just said that's not my decision. I guess I should be more respectful. To... Police officer. Yeah. <laughs> I think that the exact thing the police officer said was that's not my decision to make when the person taking yeah. the hen out said, I'm taking this, I'm going to take this hen to a veterinarian. He said, uh-huh. that's not my decision to make. So the hen went. Right.
1: Right. And well the,
0: the guys are awaiting arraignment i guess and so, uh you know
1: i got trained in law enforcement as yeah. part of my park management degree mm-hmm. and one of the things i remember being taught was that i think it's unless there is um evidence of immediate harm to mm-hmm. somebody mm-hmm. you know you have off Officer discretion. Yeah, like if you find people walking down the street smoking uh, marijuana, Mm -hmm. you don't have to uh, bust them. Assuming that's the law there, that you you would. Interesting. Okay, let's let's make it crack.
0: Interesting,
1: huh? Yeah, because your purpose is to um, provide for general safety Mm
0: -hmm.
1: more than it is to follow the letter of the law Mm -hmm. and i mean Mm -hmm. if you were a police officer and you did that you know Mm -hmm. and it got noticed enough by your higher ups it's not like they would you could just go well officer discretion they'd go no you have to do your job it
0: has to make sense in some sort of
1: circumstances yeah right so you know the officer in this case went well gosh here's an animal welfare case so Mm -hmm. what these people are doing is not right
0: and look at this and chicken, it obviously needs clearly some it help. Clearly it needs help, so, yeah.
1: yeah. And from And then I, is it the same, maybe you don't know, the same officer that arrested them afterwards?
0: There were several officers, but they they only arrested but one person. But the same person. police. Yeah, there was a lot of people who showed up for this protest and this uh, movement, direct action. Um Right. But they only arrested the guy who organized it. And hmm. from what I understood from the article, they weren't, I don't think they were taking all the hens. It seems like they no. went and they took hens that seemed like they were suffering, not Everything being taken care of. Everything they carry that
1: looked messed up. Looked messed up and took them directly them a moral to a vet. High so, ground, yeah. 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 Well, it'd be interesting to see how that plays somewhere besides San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco is not like the rest of
0: interesting, the country. Interesting, though. I'm not used to hearing about people doing that, um, you know, not it under the cover better than of breaking, night.
1: Sounds breaking and entering and... Yeah, 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 well
0: very interesting. Yeah,
1: how curious. Yeah,
0: yeah, San Francisco.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Its own cabinet of curiosities. It is, isn't it? (laughs) Yes, and speaking of the cabinet of curiosities, all right, well, we'll just close that cabinet.
0: Yes, that's all for this week.
1: Well, have you ever seen a luma?
0: I don't know what that is, I, I, just, I so don't know either, if I've seen one. But
1: I'd like to pet one. Um,
0: What's a luma?
1: There is no such thing.
0: Pet-a-luma? Just, yeah. Pet-a-luma?
1: Pet-a-luma. You're pet-a-luma. Okay. Okay. So we uh, <laughs> found a documentary about Petaluma.
0: California.
1: Yeah. And it's an interesting uh, town, city, city, yes, mm-hmm. of Petaluma because they've have a long history in egg production and uh, they have a parade there every year and the parade is people dressed up as chickens. Oh my god. And it's this giant, you know, there's (gasps) big egg floats. Oh my god. It's just an egg parade.
0: When do you it's remember called when the it egg
1: and butter parade, I believe, or wow. butter and egg parade. In
0: Petaluma, California. Yes. Yep, yep. Egg and butter parade. We we'll have to check that out.
1: Yeah. It's a few hours from here, but we'll go. And uh we'll report to everybody and get some <laughs> pictures and I'm not I think that's not gonna be for a few months. Yeah, but still. Yeah. They also have a really interesting looking museum there that has a bunch of Victorian era chicken um, machines like an incubator and
0: isn't it the first patented incubator? Right The first yeah. patented
1: incubator apparently comes from there. Wow. And so that's it's funny. It, it kind of almost looks like a like something that would be in my blacksmith shop yeah this big wood box with like this metal tube poking (laughs) out of it that goes to quote a heat source which you know yeah so i i'm excited to see that and go go there so the funny there's a story um let me see when this about happened yeah in 1918 so right around there uh the, the Chamber of Commerce in Petaluma was trying to figure out how to you know, make something out of their, their town. They wanted to, quote, put it on the map.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And they had a good grain crop there mm-hmm. and some chicken industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so they hired this guy, uh, a promoter, Bert Kerrigan, and asked him basically, you know, well, what, what should we get into because mm-hmm. their idea was that they wanted to come up with some new thing to do to, yeah. uh, you know, make their town famous, and, and he they said they
0: probably thought that uh, agriculture was pretty boring; like no one would be right. interested, right?
1: And he said, "Well, why start something else? You've already got everything you need right here." Hmm. And he went on this marketing spree where. Uh, as this documentary I, I saw said, you know, any excuse he could think of to stick eggs in front of a camera <laughs> and get it on the news, he took it. So when they when they shipped out their 10 millionth egg, they took a photo op and he was always getting these <clears throat> girls to dress up in these sort of, uh, I, I want to say chick outfit, but that sort of <laughs> makes it sound sleazy uh-huh. be- and it really wasn't, you know, they're like it was
0: really just, cute, like
1: right. But they're like, like feathery the- and poofy costume, kind of you know? like
0: if you old-fashioned ballet or something. Feathery
1: and poofy, more Aww, yeah, so yeah, cute. more like something you'd expect to see like in a dance, yeah, routine or something like that. <laughs> uh, yeah, like a ballet, and just all kinds of promotion and stuff. And then they started shipping. He got, well, maybe I shouldn't give him credit for that, but. At some point, the president of the United States developed the river there, and that mm-hmm. allowed them to send, like, tens of thousands of eggs to San Francisco in four hours. Wow. Which was a huge deal yeah. for back then because uh, fresh eggs, you know. Yeah. Compared to—and it's on water, so it's not rocky like yep, roads. Yeah, not
0: bumpy, right? So they're, right. Like more cushioned. Right.
1: Right. So— um, yeah, so he started calling it uh, the egg basket of the world and the, ta- <laughs> the town helped launch National Egg Day.
0: Wow. You know,
1: <laughs> which, you know, whenever you want to promote something, you, you petition, I think it's Congress, and uh-huh. get them to declare it National Whatever Day, so that's why we have all those National Whatever Days lobbyists. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you send in lobbyists. and It needs to be National Egg Day because so, and he had like a giant Basket of eggs statue made for the town center, and cool. so anyway, it's it's quite a chicken,
0: chicken egg oriented too, right? Yeah, like big just giant big statues, statues of just chickens all over town.
1: Crazy promotion. Yeah, there were these. Yeah, she told this funny story about <laughs> how there was this giant chicken statue on the edge of town, and the town had some of sort of sports rivalry with the next town, so they had a big mascot of whatever their thing was. And the two towns would periodically, over the years, go over to the other town and, like, spray paint the uh, other guy's <laughs> th- totem, or, you know, <laughs> mascot, uh-huh. I mean. And uh, so I guess the other town got, went, got out of hand and blew up the chicken statue.
0: <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Shame on them for blowing up the chicken statue.
1: <laughs> it's amusing though
0: It is funny It is So funny. yes,
1: we're going to investigate Petaluma We're
0: going to go there in person Definitely It's going to be really weird
1: And freak the mundanes for sure
0: Yeah, yeah they would be like, why do you guys care so much about chickens?
1: We could take the hearse and go to yeah. the Egg Museum We could
0: dress up like turn of the century Victorian people And drive Maybe the we could there. bring a chicken Let's bring a chicken In a stroller In a stroller Wearing Victorian costumes, driving a hearse. That sounds great. No, I don't want to take a chicken in maybe, the hearse. You know, maybe We're we not could be, do that. maybe we could ask them if we could be in the parade, you know, because the hearse has open windows <laughs> in the back. We could be put a line parade. of, we could line a, a row of like chicken cages in the back of the hearse so they're all clucking oh, no, around.
1: no, 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 no,
0: no, no, but we will go there. Okay. All right.
1: We may bring a chicken in the truck
0: in the truck okay yeah. <laughs>
1: well okay now let's 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 be get serious up, here uh, serious all right um amber has
0: i have a disgusting subject prepared for you tonight oh boy yeah
1: no it's important to learn how to take care of your birds it's, yeah and of course since we got some bumblefoot
0: Yeah, and I had a bird, that's that's why I think even if you don't have a bird with bumblefoot, sometimes it's good to know what it is, how to spot it and how to treat it because I did have a bird that got it back in my early chicken raising days and I didn't know what it was and it took me kind of weeks to figure out what it was and what to do about it as my bird got sicker and sicker and I did do um, the surgery on her foot eventually once i got all the supplies but at that point i feel like it was probably too late and she was already very sick and she died not mm. too long after probably from a systemic mm. um staph infection so yeah, yeah. Our, our bird is um you know we're catching it early now that i know exactly what it is i know exactly what to do first oh, yeah. day i spotted it we treated it so hmm. you know it's good to know these things you just click on the draw with the birds yeah.
1: I was the holder pretty yeah. much. <laughs> Amber did all the real business.
0: Like, Dad, come hold the chicken. Come Which, hold your chicken At child. one point
1: actually did take some doing holding the bird, yeah. but most of the time she was fine.
0: Yeah. She was she was very good. She was a good girl. So you notice one of your chickens limping, one of the first things you should do is capture them and inspect their feet. And if they have Bumblefoot, what you're going to see is the pad of their foot, which is usually kind of flat and squishy, is going to be really swollen, big. And the thing that defines Bumblefoot is it will have like a black plug in the middle Mm -hmm. of that. It looks like a scab, but it's kind of, it's always kind of black, round spot on there. So if you see that, That's what they have. Basically what happens is your bird usually steps on something, gets a splinter or some kind of irritant that prevents the um, foot pad from healing up. It can be from um, just splintery perches, from digging around where there's sharp objects, um, sometimes too flat of a surface if their coop or their ranging area is very, very flat their feet aren't really made to to be on flat ground all the time, and that is a constant irritant to the bird. And also, like very very hard ground, big birds jumping down from high perches and landing hard can do it. So
1: narrow perches,
0: yeah. So there's a lot of things that can cause it. And if you spot it really early, like super early, it's really small. You can. Um, often treat it with um vetricin you can just put that it's like a antibiotic and you can just um basically what i would do some people say to not pull out the plug but i i think you always really should so what what you do is you get a nice warm bath kind of foot bath in a tub full of epsom salt and water make it kind of a strong solution And then you're going to wrap your chicken so her wings are secured in a towel. And I like to hold my chicken so that if she were facing me, like her head was looking at me, I like to tuck her under, um, you know, my left arm. So her head is like where my back is and my arm is like securing her wings. And most chickens kind of actually seem kind of calm in that position. They don't mind it. And then they're, I I stick their feet. Usually I'm sitting on the ground and I do this with a tub kind of directly in front of me. And I just kind of stick our feet in there and make sure that, um, you know, they're submerged in the water. I do this for 15 minutes or longer, massaging the, um, pads of the feet very, very gently just to get circulation going and kind of loosen and clean everything down there. And then, when we're done doing that, we pull out the feet, dry them, and that little black plug scab thing should be loosened. And you want to use something, you could use your fingernails if you're not too afraid of that, but you do have to wash everything really well because it is a staph infection that they have. So, I wouldn't do this if you have any open wounds or anything like that, but... Just kind of gently pull away the edges until it's loose, and then pull it out. Typically what you're going to see is kind of a deep, uh, open wound, you know, and you're going to kind of gently squish out anything anything white-looking that's in there. There'll be some blood sometimes, and just get it all out. Then you're going to take a round gauze pad. I like the... um, the kind of larger about they look about two and a half inches wide I cut them in fourths and then I cut fold one fourth and half so it looks like a little slice of pie and I have the big end facing back towards their back toe the skinny end towards their front toes I put some um, antibiotic on there And it can't have anything with painkiller in it because that's toxic to chickens. And then you basically just use some vet wrap or some tape. You wrap around the shank and you go around the back toe, over the pad of the foot, through one of the front toes, back up around the shank, and then through a different toe and back up. So it's kind of like a little figure eight pattern. And then you just leave that on there. And in a few days, change it. Um... If you do it right, the, the little chicken boots will stay on for, you know, a, uh, a couple days. I did mine with electrical tape because that's all I could find because we're kind of disorganized from moving, and that stayed on all day long. So, yeah, that's um, that's a good way to treat, treat that um, if it's further along. Unfortunately, you might have to do surgery, which you do everything else the same, except you're going to use a scalpel and actually cut around just the edge of that black scab thing and pop it out and remove it and do everything else the same. Um, If your chicken starts to act very sick, if their feet feel very hot or red or start oozing pus or smelling bad, things like that, then they probably need to go to the vet and get some sort of antibiotics because a staph infection can go systemic, and that's what will kill the animal, unfortunately. But um, there's there's quite a good chance of of uh, rescuing your bird if caught early. It's a good routine maintenance thing to do to just check their feet and especially yep. know know what they should look like normally so that you can be alerted if anything is wrong right away. True, true. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you know when their when their feet are healing, it'll it might look a little black, like a scab at first. But eventually, after a week or more, it should start looking tan or Foot-like. pink. Yeah. So then you'll know that they're they're getting better. And you can keep soaking in Epsom salt once mm-hmm. the wound is. It's you know you could put do. vetricin on it.
1: Um, I'd keep keep them in my room.
0: Yeah, keep them in a clean area. I put a ton of maybe the closet yard litter with um tree leaves and things oh. like that in the coop so that they have a real soft landing now. So that her feet are just really going to be pampered in there as she's healing.
1: Right, you just yeah. ba- basically don't want them to step on anything hard if you can help it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd like to keep them in a pen buried with a. Shavings.
0: Yeah, you want to kind ideally. of let them uh, have a place where they can heal if necessary if they're not doing too well. The shavings
1: are sterilized. Yeah. So yeah. they're going to be the cleanest thing that's you That's true.
0: Can... Yeah, if you could, if you want to, I didn't have tons of wood shavings, but if you have that, then those are nice. They're really clean. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so that's about all about Bumblefoot and, um, a few interesting things I also learned I just wanted to mention is that chickweed, it's a very common weed plant that grows all over here, is a natural painkiller for chickens. So hmm. uh, that's interesting. You could feed that to them and encourage them to eat a little bit or of that.
1: Or see if you can grow it in your yard if you don't yeah. have it. Yeah,
0: and it's just good for them. They really like it. Um, a less common um reason for bumblefoot is sometimes a vitamin A deficiency. So mm-hmm. if if you have a bird that just keeps getting it over and over and you can't figure out why um, you might want to look into that and see if um, it can be resolved with a little vitamin supplementation. Mm. And this, this can happen for um, parakeets, parrots, ducks, all kinds of birds can have bumblefoot. So it's uh, good to know about, but that's about it. Yeah,
1: well, yeah. that's that's good it for stuff our disgusting
0: to medical topic tonight. But you did remind
1: <laughs> me of something that, that we didn't talk about that is a bit less, uh, well, like that. Okay, yeah. You changed the food, yes, of our flock, and we didn't oh. mention it in the update, and that was kind of an interesting thing that happened there
0: yeah yeah i would like to mention that so why don't I, we
1: close out with talking about that it sounds much nicer than
0: Bumble yeah Foot. that sounds much nicer than bumblefoot but anyway i went to the local poultry feed store here and didn't see any brands mainstream brands that i recognized which was kind of interesting and i asked this nice fellow where the chicken food was he um said he didn't work there but he was the chicken guy he works and I think helped develop this chicken food. And I'm just going to advertise a little bit for them because I thought it was so I'm great. I'm sure they
1: won't mind. I'm
0: sure they won't mind. Um, they're called Bar Ale Chicken Feed. Mm-hmm. And um, I forget where they're out of, but I think they're pretty local. But he gave me the rundown on this chicken feed and it had all kinds of things and it. it had omega-3. It had, oh my God. I can't remember all the stuff in this chicken food. But it was pretty affordable. It was organic and non-GMO. So I got the chicken food. The cashier person was raving about it, saying, oh, I don't feed anything else to my chickens now that I've tried it. And I poured it in a bowl for them. And you know, a lot of the chicken food, it's these pellets, and it's just like all this uniform brown color. These ones have all like dark green, light green, brown, a little Mm -hmm. bit. like You could just tell there's different stuff in this chicken food. And it just looked more vibrant and alive. Mm-hmm. And I gave it to the chickens and it was crazy. They they like, after a day or two, their eyes were really sparkly oh, and boy. they were like, they usually kind of mill up and and saunter around the, the yard, just kind of like, ugh. And um, you know, they're not super lethargic or anything, but they were, were going crazy. They were like jumping. And like dashing across the yard to like go look at stuff and just mm-hmm. so energetic and playful and and animated, and I I can't think of any other reason except their food. diet changed. Yeah. So that was pretty awesome. I'm really happy that um
1: I, I they're eating better food. That they were much more exploratory.
0: Yeah, it's really cool.
1: So I guess the, the takeaway for that is. You know try looking for a higher quality uh, chicken feed because I imagine that I mean that's going to produce better eggs and everything yeah. too so
0: I used... healthier
1: birds you'll probably end up because if they exercise more that means they're going to be burning fat and I've yeah. been he- reading more and more that overweight backyard chickens is kind of a problem
0: yeah or it's
1: just not optimally healthy i don't know why that wouldn't be well and i think it's because in the big feed operations they measure all the food i don't want to speculate but i know that they they do keep track of that
0: yeah yeah
1: so yeah try switching feed yeah and this one you can find a good organic high nutrition
0: yeah And I've fed my chickens organic. They were actually all raised on organic food, but this um, food—I have to know the story of it. I might try to find the guy and ask him some questions or something because there's these chickens are really energetic now after Mm -hmm. eating this food. They really seem healthy. So interesting, interesting. Maybe just go to
1: the feed store and ask what. Yeah, yeah. Which which of your feeds is the best for? the chickens you know yeah. maybe they'll tell you i don't know yeah <laughs> well all right then that was a encouraging little story about our own experience and it was pretty remarkable so i don't know maybe they're putting putting special plants in the chicken they
0: feed. are i can't <laughs> remember what they were caffeine uh, so, cof- they're putting beans. some some special plants in there i don't know what it was though really Co- healthy stuff
1: coffee
0: coffee for the chickens
1: <laughs> kind of seemed like it yeah well, anyway, uh, thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in once again to our show. We'd like to re- ask you to visit us on Facebook. You can check us up out at the Twin Beaks Chicken Church Facebook group or the Twin Beaks Chicken podcast page. You can share things with us on the group page and check us out on the other or. On the group page, yes. Or just check out our regular Facebook page for updates to the podcast. Of course, we'd love for you to visit the website. We put up some new photos, art there a couple weeks ago. We're going to be adding more stuff there soon. Mm-hmm. And we'd like it if you would please visit by our page on iTunes and leave us an iTunes review. Let us know how we're doing and if you enjoyed the show.
0: Yes, thank you. <laughs> Alright,
1: thanks again and see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye-bye. You know, Amber, I miss Lux Interior. Oh, me too. Ladies and gentlemen, the cramps and chicken. <laughs> I said it.